thought I'd do another recording to look at more of the bright side. And there are a few links that I want to put up that'll be fun and informative and short, not long. The girls have gone off to play frisbee ring or whatever they call it. It's a little bit windy. You might hear the wind in the background. It's cold all over the place. Incredible. People wearing uh, winter hats and fleece jackets in the middle of May literally right in the middle of May. And I remember when I was, I just turned 18. I just got a loan from a bank. I was trying to get a loan from BDC. They had approved it. It was to buy surfboards to teach people to windsurf on a lake in the Yukon. And uh, I was looking at opening up a car wash downtown, right, in, right downtown in a gas station before, you know, all of that stuff moved out of town. And what's interesting is I was building a mobile takeout and it was called the Yellow Submarine. And, uh, and I'd gotten the, the takeout, you know, a trailer and turned it into a takeout and put, um, a grill and everything into it. And I, uh, my, my family had a mobile, not a mobile, a, a takeout that was, uh, which is what, um, they started with before they ended up into fine dining anyway. So I understood how takeouts worked. Anyway, I took it down to the park and I had no permits for anything. I understand, I understood how health worked. I understood um, working in a kitchen and all that stuff. Cause I grew up in it. I grew up with chefs, but at the time nobody cared anyway. I mean, health wasn't down. Fire department wasn't down. I didn't have a business permit. I mean, it just went and did stuff. And I always used to do that. And I always used to do fine. Nobody bothered me. And I'd always shut things down long before anybody ever looked at what I was doing. And I'd move on to the next thing, not intentionally, but life would get in the way anyway. So it was the beginning of it was probably around the end of April, but definitely the very beginning of May. And I was in the park and it was warm and people were playing. It was t-shirt weather in, so if I was 18, it was somewhere around 19, uh, I don't know, 80, 88, I would say somewhere in there. Um, no, that would make you 20. So 1987, I guess, 1987. So in 1987 in May, in the Yukon, it was summertime warm enough to have a mobile takeout in the park and be busy and now it's not now it's very different it's much colder and it's been it's been getting gradually colder but now uh it is bizarrely cold so that being said yes i believe we're headed into the mini ice age the grand solar minimum i think there's a lot of information coming out about that as a matter of fact it's a good segue into what i'm about to talk about um <clears throat> We're going to see a lot of exposures, but one of those exposures, I'm going to put a link down below, and it has to do with the deep state being exposed to such an extent that it's collapsed. There's no escape. Now, we could argue back and forth because we've seen lots of things happen, but this is pretty hardcore. So I'll put a link up to, I don't know, it's like five or seven minute overview of what happened, how it happened, who got caught, why they got caught, and a lot of people would understand maybe by now what that's all about. Uh, but this is very uh, concise and powerful. And the reason I'm putting it up is because I believe it was Blossom's channel, I can't remember, but there was uh, somebody talking about the fact that the mainstream media just would no longer be able to ignore um, the truth about what's going on with regard to something, and that uh, they would have to start addressing it in the mainstream media. And I believe that it will be one of a, f of a few things, and maybe all of them, one will be the collapse of a uh, deep state in the United States, potentially the exposure of the truth of the coronavirus, it's real statistics and all that kind of stuff, um, amongst other things that will 
you know, come out, uh, probably to do things to do with, uh, Epstein and, and other, other things. And I felt all along always to share the information I had and to fight and push back against the system. But as I began to wake up, I began to understand that it's okay to be conspiracy aware, but it was getting to the point where there was no point in even trying to convince anybody else of anything beyond what they bought into that it was better to lead by example, um, be balanced, which was very hard for me because I had always been fighting to get people to wake up and to uh, research, you know, the information. I wasn't a hardcore conspiracy theorist, but there was just a few things that I knew were very important when it came to the economics and sovereignty of countries around the globe and what was happening and coming out of the United Nations and the globalist organizations that were beginning to take control of nations in which case, uh, well, we're experiencing the result of that now. I want to put up a song by Roger Hodgson, a link, Naked in the Eye of the Storm, a channeled, uh, certainly a channeled song and fun to listen to. Also a link to Riok, a channeler that somebody on this channel introduced me to, who in a very short period of time, might be five minutes, maybe seven minutes, explains the importance and uh, opportunity of projecting essentially your highest expectations towards the systems of the world, uh, all systems, uh, the, the industries, trade, commerce, um, politics, as the doors open up from this lockdown. Because, the, again, the coronavirus set the stage. There are different catalysts that are happening, which will cause divergences. I might... Uh, post a comment I made yesterday underneath this video to do with the physics that I understand that uh, happens as disasters approach or as um, emotionally charged experiences are coming to light in uh, communities and how it polarizes communities and they shift. That I see things as a multidimensional Rubik's Cube with all parts of that cube coming and going, and many cubes, coming and going, mixing and matching, depending on the frequencies of uh, that are coming in and out. Frequencies being the, um, being the physics of everything uh, underneath the parent of consciousness, the uh, consciousness determining the physics of reality, and, the, and that uh, physics being based on frequency or vibration, which determines... Um, electromagnetic energy, gravity, the alignment of, let's say, timelines as things come into harmony. Telepathy is one of them, such as twins being in the same um, frequency of consciousness, in which case they're, they're sharing literally the same thoughts, the same flow of spiritual information um, coming through both of the twins. And I grew up with twins, so I mean, I'm, I know exactly what I'm trying to say, whether I'm saying clearly or not. Uh, and it's, it's funny, I, I've done so many recordings and I don't tend to uh, go over the personal stuff more than once, maybe twice, sometimes, depending on what it is, more often if it's to do with the ascension. But with the mirror twin thing, or twins that are connected in uh, an Einstein spooky way, they if one breaks a finger, it wouldn't matter where else in the world the other one was located, they would break a finger. If one is pregnant going through pain, the other one experienced the pain. If something intense happens to one, the other one experiences it, even if they're not, um, even if there's no real reason for it. And and I've talked about this stuff before. 
and in death when one died they merged the energy merged and so that sort of love the love that they had for each other was so intense that it um it was stronger than anything else in their in their lives it was a complete and total unconditional love and devotion to each other because they were one um you could call it one soul and uh you know for simplicity and and i'm aware that there's it can get more complicated than that there are we have higher selves and we have different versions of us across different realities but in this case imagine if there was two of you sitting in a room and you're sharing the same consciousness that's so close in vibration and that's love it's harmony of frequency you're um you know we experience that in different relationships we don't quite understand it yet but that's what it what it is it's uh it's a resonating frequency um you know between two people across a spectrum of some kind it's it can also be karmic which is a you know bringing things into harmony as well to align people to attract people and uh, soul plans and things like that but it all comes down to frequency and harmony anyway getting uh just getting off in little different tangents here um but the point uh being is you want to come into harmony with the highest expectations of the future because this lockdown the way i felt about it before uh me and adina saw that image called lockdown i put up a couple of videos ago i think it was and it was a trigger that was uh bringing essentially understanding that the lockdown was essentially the stage setter of coronavirus was locking people in to their um to this sort of initial breakout or divergence of realities and that those in in a lot of fear would be facing a different set of potential timelines we might still be overlapping in the center to some extent but still extended out the wagon wheel if you were to look at it like a wagon wheel our energy is still extended out in seemingly the future because we are aligning all the time to a now that has a frequency that we would uh define as a future frequency so frequency is future or past or now and so it's as though our energy is reaching into the future and this is aligning us with a, a certain type of experience experiences to come and so i guess what i'm saying is a sort of lockdown was locking us in to the starting gates and when we rush out of here whatever it is that we're aligning with uh within whatever it is that we chose based on the core frequencies that we held at the time uh of this lockdown then we would uh be extending out into what you call a future frequency from this particular divergence because this particular divergence look at the the incredible purging we went through and before I was talking about purging is essentially a divergence of frequency if you're holding and embodying uh a, a spectrum of frequency from 100 to 0 let's say of low frequency or 0.001 frequency to a high frequency of 100 then if there's a divergence at the 50 mark or even the 30 mark where you're going to drop off the bottom part of the low frequency if that's a divergence split of frequency within you in order to do that it has to come to the light of consciousness you have to face it and then let it go you could choose not to let it go but there are electromagnetic field um patterns from the earth influencing the electromagnetic magnetic field patterns of consciousness there's a the external energy that is still a co-creation um it's still set up by the collective and it's impacting us and we have free choice how we're going to be impacted if we choose to continue to align with the highest potential then we're releasing dealing with and balancing out the lower frequencies that we embody 
And, uh, and that's what's happening now. So we have diverged. That was a lockdown in my mind and my perspective of choosing to head in one direction or another, whatever it is. And because of that, we're going through this purge before the next set of catalysts. We're purging to, to align ourselves uh, with the higher frequencies. We're purging out the lower frequencies. And that's what I think is going on currently. And I don't know how much longer it's going to go on. Um, there's also a, a, a sort of a, a feeling of being um, kind of lost in a haze. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like a... Uh, it's like a feeling to keep us quiet, even though we're going through this hardcore purging. Um, it's mine's not so hardcore right now, but it most certainly has been because, again, you know, it's a very vulnerable position to be in where you have nowhere to go. Where literally the rules are such that there is nowhere that I can put the van and survive in it legally without having bylaw ticket me all over the place. Uh, until essentially what you just you're arrested and and taken into custody. You know what I mean? Like it's bizarre. So essentially. Uh, because of the lockdown, again, I had my life limited in such a way that I couldn't even live it if the authorities decided to exercise um, the, you know, their uh, their uh, power over me in this lockdown, which of yet has not happened. That doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean anything other than I've diverged, or I'm in a, a set of timelines that uh, I opted not to align with the fear. I opted not to be proactive. I opted to go with non-resistance. And, you know, if I have to move in that case, then I decided we would just move into a hotel room and then figure out what to do from there. So not giving up and not resisting and uh, not dropping into powerlessness, essentially just doing anything that I could to continue to carry on. And But it was weighing down heavy because it feels... it's There's no much fun in... There's not much fun... Uh, in, in being under the thumb of a system, but to also be aligned with the highest potential for humanity, doing everything you can for the whole, for the collective, even those who aren't going to wake up. Uh, we're still benefiting the whole, the way we are as light workers, and we're here, and it's like a whole life sacrifice to help people, um, to break out of the dark ages, to break out of the fear paradigm, to understand the power that they truly embody and can use, only to be beat down with those same people is very disheartening, only to not be helped, not to find there's no compassion there, um, to see things that they can't see. And it takes the wind out of your sails. You think, you know, fuck it, I, you know, there's nothing more I can do. And that's where I was exactly at. I don't want to convince anybody else of anything. They can just carry on and learn their lessons lifetime after lifetime in the frequency that they're choosing to embody, which is fear, separation, survival, mine. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And uh, not realizing their potential until they've lived through enough experiences of hardship until they embody the empathy or the compassion um, that they need or the wisdom, which is the same thing, to uh, come into frequency or harmony with the whole, to align with the others in their collective to one day go through their own divergence and uh, be responsible enough then to move into higher technology of consciousness and artificial intelligence and things like that, the mixture of it, to uh, move forward and, you know, to find their highest potential. There will be some people that are just so dark, they, you know, they just wrap themselves up and they start uh, the three-dimensional um, or four-dimensional with time experience all over again, which is hundreds of thousands of years probably. Who knows how many civilizations are going to have to start and restart blow themselves up because they just can't get past the uh, fear paradigm, which we barely did this time too. I mean, we, we did it, but it's the fifth civilization. Anyway, here we are. I don't think anybody else is uh, ready to wake up.
until these catalysts roll out. But I'm not sure that's going to be awakening. I think it's just going to be a shocking uh, revelation. And, uh, you know, and they will align with whatever they align with. I really don't know. And, and I'm too tired to care at this point. I've done everything I can to the core, uh, to the quick or however you want to look at it. You know, metaphorically speaking, even the, the slicing my thumb, it just got to the point, you know, where I'm trying to do the best work. And you just start doing damage to yourself. At some point, you surrender, you let go, you project love, you try to hold balance, you expect the best, realize what's going on. It is a divergence. There's also the upgrades. You know, there's other channelers or other people, I believe, talking about that. I feel it, too. I've talked about it a little bit, that um, this sort of... Um, this energy is allowing the DNA to to release or to vibe at a higher rate, which allows us to have access to more abilities and skills, but it's your free choice and intention to move in the direction of exploration of those, if you choose. Um, I, I think, I, I, you know, it's... I think there's a warning here, uh, in a sense, but there's nothing really to be scared of because life will deliver what it is you need to continue on the path you want to be on as long as you're choosing that by free choice, too, and requesting... Don't forget to request help from spirit, guides and things like that to keep you on course. But as far as um, moving forward, you know, when you're in a purge, all you can see is darkness because you're in a frequency that can only see darkness. In other words, the frequency of consciousness, whatever frequency it is in, can only perceive at that level of frequency. It can't perceive. That's why people can't wake up. They can't get past. They haven't embodied enough compassion, enough enough high vibrational uh, of a state of being to be aware of anything until something comes up and tells them uh, something different. So in other words, unless the system itself that holds uh, a collective in the dark comes up and says that it's holding them in the dark, they may never know. And apparently so far, they, they don't know. And that goes back to Yuri Bezmanov, who said, you cannot wake these people up. They will go into the gulags thinking they're free. And they'll think gulag is free. It's kind of like nuzzling up to socialism and communism. Uh, which is, what is it? You know, when you look at welfare and things like that, it's a life insurance. It's insurance for the rich, right? To keep the poor just at, uh, just enough to, for them to survive so that uh, the rest of the society can flourish. But uh, gradually that shifts to the point where Enough people need that um, that assistance, and it just turns into socialism, communism, control, and power, and absolute power and corruption. We know all that. Okay, so what do we have? We've got REOC. Don't miss that one. It's good. It's going to give you make the, help you make the most of the transition. Roger Hodgin, Hodgins, uh, what is it, Naked in the Eye of the Storm? That's an awesome song, especially for now. Um... And I can't remember. Oh, yeah. And I'll put up a link to the to this sort of final evidence that has nailed or locked or it's undeniable with regard to the deep state, what they've done, the rules, laws they've broken. And the mainstream media just won't be able to ignore it. They're going to have to address it and that's going to change things. The same thing with uh, probably with the coronavirus. Stuff. So that's about it. There wasn't much more I wanted to say. Um Stay in the now. There's a lot of people going through some hard stuff, at least yesterday and today. Might come out of it here shortly. There's a retrograde. You probably all know about that. I don't follow that too much. I listen to Zan's channel and and uh, um, Cynthia's channel. And I, there's not really... I don't follow much of that stuff. I just feel it. 
and if I feel it and I felt it really strong, then I know damn well that uh, a lot of us are feeling it. It's um, undeniable. And if you do, just for reference, the person that came along and said that I would have to, uh, you know, bylaw would be along and this camping zone is no longer a camping zone. I don't think they approached anybody else. I'm pretty sure they just approached me. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny. It, I think it has to do with the fact that this van, we bought it in BC and it has a tire cover called, and it says beautiful BC or beautiful Br- British Columbia. And I'm in Alberta. Alberta has a lot of awake people, and they're really pissed off at BC for uh, selling them out. So (laughs) when I had the conversation, it was quite clear I did not align with BC, and I was aware that they were under uh, a lot of brainwashing influence on the West Coast. So I said to Adina, you know, what I feel like doing is either changing beautiful British Columbia to brainwash British Columbia so that I can sort of, you know, relax here in Alberta, or pulling the cover off entirely. Because I don't align with the province, I don't align with its values, and I've never aligned with them. It's funny, I used to program computers there years ago, and the vibe that I felt was not a good vibe back then. It was uh, it was a different kind of vibe. I preferred Toronto when I worked there, and Toronto was just more sort of hardcore, um, and, and BC was just different, but it's just become worse, so... Uh, when I was, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to get petty and I don't want to get fearful. So I just left it and I didn't put brainwash BC on it and I didn't tape the name over anything. It's pretty hard to, but I have, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, licensed for BC. We're still traveling the roads. Anyway, after the conversation, it seems like it was going to be okay, but it was my trigger. It was my trigger that freaked me right out because this was the only last place on the planet earth that I could go and sit and be still and get through this, um, awakening or this uh, shift I should say where we can step back into reality and play an actual real role where people aren't freaking out because our vibe is as such that it's you know triggering everybody and it was fucking it was dangerous man I mean people were triggering I had family members that could barely contain them their anger around me it was incredible and I, you know and I just I don't want to be around that I, I just will not put up with that shit anymore that's not my it's not my problem you know, it's it's the problem of those that can't uh, embody enough empathy or compassion to uh, find harmony with the light, with with true love, compassion, and empathy. You know, and it's and it's another thing that's funny. We're going to see a lot of empathic or empaths do so so well in entrepreneurial ventures or within companies, within communities, societies working with kids, whatever it is, we're going to see them absolutely excel because they embody the wisdom and the passion and uh, and the compassion to do the best for the community. They're not driven by ego. They're not driven by fear. And they have an ability to read people. They have an ability to know the truth. And now they're going to be in an environment that supports them because it's a lighter, higher frequency version of reality. And, uh, and so then they're able to truly be themselves without being um, attacked, judged, and pushed around by those who still embody a lot of ego. And those who are embodying a lot of ego will find themselves in that position of not being supported, not being people not wanting to hang around with them, people not wanting to sort of talk to them, people just not interested in what they have to say and not interested in being bullied by them. Essentially, the bullies are isolating themselves. Um, it's We're seeing that with the uh, since 2016, the old system exposing itself and falling apart, losing support, and not a thing that they can do 
is saving them. We're watching all of the industries lose traction, lose money, lose economy of scale, um, blow themselves apart with stupid decisions, blow themselves apart with um, this sort of ego coming out. In other words, they can't contain the next level of truth within them and they release it and they continue to reveal their truth because they don't have another direction to go in. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than people just tend to reveal more if they if they're not getting traction then they're they're taking more action to try to get it. They're making more stupid comments and they're they're talking about more more things with less wisdom. In other words, they're having to truly reveal the insanity of their logic and it's coming across exactly as it sounds, as a bunch of bullshit and uh, not very awake, not enlightened, not smart, not wise, not compassionate, and not good for communities. So allow, as a, you know, I, I keep avoiding saying this because it's not a favorite saying, but essentially what I'm saying is the trash is taking itself out. I did make that comment today on a video. Um, and that's what I'm saying, is we don't have to work so hard. We don't have to push so hard. We can share our truth. We can do it balanced as leaders, compassionately, without being bullies, without anything. We can just say it if we need to say it. We can stand up for ourselves if we need to. But when we do, you look that other one in the eye, whoever it is, whatever group it is, you look at them in the eye. You see, and I've gone this over this before, it's a, it's a strategy. You see or recognize or acknowledge the fact that spirit is in them, but there's a wall essentially between the 3D human and the spirit that embodies that human, that is the awareness behind their senses, there's a wall or a lack of recognition of the symbiotic relationship between the human and spirit. And what you are doing is when you're looking at them in the eye, you're talking to the spirit within them. And by doing that, you're no longer talking to the ego and the one that is perceiving you as a threat. You're talking to the one that loves you within the other person so that that spirit, that higher self and your higher self can get you to shift into a reality, even if it's for a little bit of time, to make that situation work out in your favor. And I've seen it work and it works and it's a great strategy. It's uh, not always easy to do because there's a lot of threatening type of 3D people out there. There have been. Um, but you'll recognize, uh, it was a comment, oh, Zan and I were talking back and forth a little bit on his channel. And he's seeing things that I've seen and a lot of people have seen. And that is where people kind of um, zone out or they don't see you. It was interesting. Um, they, and I've got, and I, and I have yet to respond actually, but they, you can be in such a high vibration that you are in a crowd or just even on the street alone, like I was and same in this case as Zan was, and the others cannot even see you until you make yourself known. That's how diverged this is. And that's what I experienced when I woke up and moved into 5D, that version of Earth with Adina. The skies were crystal clear blue. The colors were amped up like they were glowing. The trees and leaves were high definition. It was very clear. There was hardly any, there was nobody around. It was like a Stephen King ghost town. And nothing made any sense, but we went with it because we felt like we, we had been removed from planet Earth. And we were. And then there was somebody I did know who, who did show up came to visit me in Dawson they couldn't see me and he was right across the street from us we were the only vehicle on the road um just parked right there but he couldn't see until I told him where we were and it was the same idea you might find that people just don't even know you're there 
So when you're when you're in a situation where you just don't want to be recognized or known or seen, I should say, like I am, I just want to be completely anonymous. I don't want to be seen by anybody. Um, rather than worry about who's seeing me, you know what I mean, in the sense of attracting some kind of interaction, I just assume they can't in that sense. And I'm very, you know, I just seem to be able to go through this uh, ascension or this awakening without having to interact with a lot of people, just the people on YouTube, once in a while, somebody in physical reality, and my family. And it's the way I like it. And it's not that I can't step back out and interact with all kinds of people. It's that these people are so, have been so low vibe that I wasn't worth taking the risk of having to deal with something I didn't want to deal with, um, even though it could have been to my benefit to trigger, face that trigger, and then let it go. It was just, it was getting dangerous here and there. I mean, there was people that were so low vibe. I would, you know, it had to be there, and I did recordings on it. But essentially, you know, I was pretty sure that we were going to be hurt in a, in a very bad way at different times, and I don't know why. It could be a case of mistaken identity or whatever it is, but it gets us to move on. And it could be as benign as just having mice line themselves up in the engine of the van and getting us to move away from... from uh, the dam we were at where we are now last summer to get us to move on there will always be variables and catalysts and changes that put us where we need to be when we need to be there so we don't have to worry about that either sort of segueing out of everything i was talking about into this we don't have to worry that we're in the wrong place because if you weren't supposed to be there somebody would knock on your door and make it very difficult for you to be there that's why you don't go against resistance you continue to move towards your passion your intuition which is sort of the exciting uh, movement forward even if it's scary you just move towards that and assume or expect that spirit will um, guide that shift you to parallel realities where you do get nudged in the right direction or prevented from going where you want to go so you have to stay out of fear for that though the intuition guidance or compass is something that only operates when you're not in fear when you're in fear it all shuts down and you start wandering in a linear way where you're not bypassing things that uh, can make life very difficult so the compass is part of the toolkit moving forward, uh, intuition, not being afraid, uh, not being afraid to stand up for yourself either. You just, you stand up for yourself, what you believe in, your passion, and uh, if you're not afraid, then you're not going to um, be at a disadvantage with those who are in low frequency. It's only when we drop our fear. It's like mainstream media, scaring the shit out of everybody. We drop our fear, we give our power away, and we become these little slaves, slave-minded, slave mentality, and with all of this shit reinforced by, you know, other people, edu- you know, brainwashed socialist educators, parents that never woke up. Um, and I've seen that, a lot of comments about parents. Might as well address everything that comes through right now. Yes, there are parents for light workers typically are so asleep that, it, you know, it was an alignment that, or an agreement that we made to help them learn some compassion and to grow up a little bit we would then have to face these parents that had very little to no compassion, little to no love, little to no anything except their sort of ego and um, attachment to the Dark Ages version of a family or something like that. Um, and we would, that would be something that we would uh, use to purge out a lot of past lifetimes to heal. Uh, you know, it's a feeling of abandonment. It's a feeling of, you know, lack of love, all that kind of stuff. And... Um, and it's and that's all it is. But other things will come in to fill the gap. Uh, like I've, I won't get into my personal stuff, but other people come in, friends um, that fill that uh, lack of support kind of thing. And certainly, once we get through this shift, that support will be there fully. 
because we are in an energy that is very, uh, very, that has shifted from low frequency dominance to high frequency dominance. Which means the winner vibe is no longer the asshole at the top of the chain. It means the winner vibe is the one that holds compassion and balance uh, throughout life. You know, just being yourself. And so life will come together and life will support you. I guess the last thing I would say is the physics of that is that whether it's a parent or an unsolvable problem, uh, mine specifically having no foundation, no no sort of home, um, whether whatever it might be. I mean, I could pick a bunch out of my hat, but whatever yours is, what happens is it's there constantly. It's unsolvable. It comes up. It gets triggered. It gets poked. You face the fear of that again. You look at it, like I said in the last video, and you say, holy shit, you know, 5D, yeah, it's real, but is it worth it anymore? I can't take it anymore. You know what I mean? Um, I'm waiting for a miracle to happen. And then you get through that purge. Your vibe comes up a bit. You go through the expansion and contraction. You wring out the dirty sponge a little bit more. And you're able to hold more light or this sort of more void, this emptiness, which essentially is the, again, spirit. It's that uh, very light, non-dense energy, love, um, conscious awareness that permeates us, that is the awareness of behind the human senses, experiencing everything with us. But the point being... Oh, and I, I'm going to lose my point because I'm drifting again. Shit. Um, oh, yeah. So when you face, or as, as this unsolvable problem crops up again and again and again, it's slightly different. It lasts a different length of time. It's less or more intense at different times or whatever. It's usually very intense, and then it gets less intense or shorter because you're dealing with it. Uh, what's happening, though, is your vibe is going up every time you face it. You're making a reality shift in that sense in that experience and then eventually there is an opportunity a door to another life to your life your new life uh that just comes out of the blue because you've aligned to it your frequency of consciousness has moved uh into a higher frequency where it's there that means there's a job i would love to do radio actually to be very specific and i'm not even sure that it would be possible i don't know i've never looked into it but it would be the idea of living on a catamaran boat off the coast of australia Probably not even docked, free from that, but let's say docked, uh, not a massive boat or expensive or anything like that, but a catamaran where there's room for us to live, having a pirate radio, basically offshore to be able to talk on radio because, or just be able to talk on radio to help people who want to um, tune in to learn the physics of reality or the life or reality, what would it be, the reality coach, not a life coach but a reality coach, how to navigate it, how to use the tools of navigating reality to sort of make the most of your life to reach your highest potential. And uh, leaving that sort of psychology, not that I can't address the psychology, but sort of leaving the uh, the drama to, um, to a tool to deal with the drama, where, rather than getting into all the minutia and bullshit, is to put you in a position where you are sovereign and a in autonomy, but capable of being in unity with others in healthy relationships. But to be on that boat with my family and even meet people, you know what I mean? Go to an island and teach or have a little uh, organic farm, like I mentioned. But the point is, it's just to be free and even ungrounded on the ocean, not to be grounded all the time, to be more creative, to bring out, bring forth the absolute most creative, high vibe, um, spiritual knowledge that I can put out there while having a lot of time for my wife and daughter to grow up and experience and give them as much as I can. We uh, went through law again today, learning about Miranda rights 
and uh, with with Julia, you know, she'll drift in and out a little bit, but boy, does she ever want to be a judge? I mean, she she just wants to make sure that uh, you know integrity is solid. We were talking about the idea of corrupt judges, and because uh, she says, you know, I'm just gonna throw them in jail. You know, <laughs> I said the one thing, okay, you have to be careful here. I know that's fun, and I don't want to blow the excitement of having that kind of power that a you know a kid would love to have is to sort of put all the bad guys on an island and call it a day. But it was the idea of having the integrity in your decisions through every slice and decision in a judgment um, that you're that you are looking at things from a compassionate side, right? From the law that either is the law or a law that needs to be changed and you work in that direction. But it's the idea that your decisions are so solid that if a corrupt judge comes along, it's very difficult for them to turn it upside down or to shape it in a different way or for criminals to use it or whatever it is. And I'm not saying, we haven't gotten to this yet, but I'm not saying putting criminals in prison. I mean, we're going to have to address things from a healthy society, which is going to reduce a lot of criminal activity. A lot of crime is just strictly from all kinds of dark age bullshit, shitty systems, whether it's education or just the nature of the way we educate our, our kids or you know, the sort of guidance that they've had from brainwashed parents and shit, whatever it is, just, you know what I mean? Just the total corruption that sucked the uh, abundance out of all countries that left people with nothing left to do, nothing left to lose. So a lot of stuff is going to fix itself. But anyway, it was the idea that the power was in the integrity, not in the power of having the authority to do one thing or another, because you can, you can turn that around. So it was in the integrity of the decision from the top to the bottom and so she recognizes the need to be very intelligent, very smart, very wise, very compassionate, um, to be able to look at things from a, a perspective that isn't just cut and dried. You know what I mean? Like it's a multidimensional uh, decision in a sense, but it's the integrity. That was my point. I need to get into the hard shit with her, but I'm talking about this with you. It's in your integrity that you're going to find your strength in leadership in the community. Uh, because just about anything could come after something not in integrity, and you're watching it now. Everything out of integrity, I've known this for a while, a lot of people have who woke up, everything out of integrity is going to be shred, it's going to be put in the light, and it's going to be examined very closely, and that's just the way it's going to be. Nothing is Nothing out of integrity is going to stand the test of time, and a lot of it's coming to light now, and it's being ripped apart, and the mainstream media is having no choice, mainstream media is having no choice, but to have to, have to address it. Because to not address it is going to do more damage. So I imagine there's going to be a lot of turncoats uh, in mainstream media. It certainly won't be from those who control it from the um, from that side, cabal, elite, or whatever. But you will have journalists within those organizations that will just refuse. It'll just be too hardcore to say, no, no, I'm not, I, I just I can't do that. I mean, everybody's going to know I'm... I'm a liar. So it has. we have to cover the story. They might want to bend the story or soften the story, but it won't do any good. The more that they do to ignore the absolute truth, the integrity of what's going on, the more damage they do to themselves, the less people watch the channel, and they won't survive. And I suspect when all of this comes out and this big catalyst comes out, there will be people trying to burn them to the ground. And I think we've already seen that attacks on CNN and things like that. The people just, that's enough. I'm not even going to wait for you to go to court. We're not going to wait for the federal government to deal with you. You know what I mean? And Google might be in trouble too because they have done such blatant discrimination and tried to shape the, the you know social everything and uh, the stories and the truth. And it's when you see an enemy that clearly, 
that has been taking humanity to the brink of a global lockdown permanently under the communist government, if those people come in, in a large enough way to realize what has really been happening, Google's last concern will be share value. It'll be um, probably health and safety for the people that work there. Like, I mean, this is going to get really serious and really messy. So I suppose the last thing I'll say is this is why the message has been all along, to be able to hold balance through the storm. It's our balance that's going to temper the storm. It's our consciousness that tempers the storm. And it's our consciousness that chooses the the category and divergence within that category that we're going to experience. I think we've already come through that lockdown stamp in that video for me. Uh, and I'll, I'll sort of always have that in my mind. I can't prove it and I have no other information about it. But that lockdown stamp, and it hit a dean at first, he showed it to me and I said, okay, no, I get it, I understand it. That lockdown stamp might very well have been the very first hardcore division, permanent lockdown division between timelines that would either completely self-destruct, carry on in 3D, never to have an opportunity to step out into this transition to higher conscious awareness where humanity will go on to interact with a global, with sorry, not a global, but a galactic family, and then the one moving into 5D or, you know, into the some spectrum that is outside of linear reality, even if people can't perceive it, but that sort of spectrum that is in higher vibrational consciousness. My battery's dying here. But within these, and, you know, and I could be wrong, I don't know, but within these major categories, divisions, we will be diverging further. And so now is the time to expect the best. And this will be the end of this recording. And that would be well or best described by the REOC short channeling that came out last night. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm with you all through this. I don't have, none of us have an advantage. We're a soul family and we're here to help each other get through this, to hold balance and to work our way through some of the darkest, most isolating times. And I don't mean coronavirus. You know what I mean? I mean, we've been through the coronavirus. That's nothing. The experience of the coronavirus for one day when people listen to this, that's a cakewalk. I could have done that on my head. That's nothing. Uh, you wake up and you get born as somebody that was an empath that is capable of picking up the vibe and the intent or the feeling of other people and being able to perceive the corruption and perceive things like other people can't perceive and having a vibe that is constantly bullied throughout life. Um, and then gradually locking yourself away because for your own safety and just limiting yourself and your exposure to the sort of dark energy at a time when it was becoming crazy, when it was in its, you know, it was thrashing for its very survival and it'll continue to do that to the death. You live through that. And, 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 and that, that is way beyond the coronavirus. Coronavirus is just romper room cakewalk to me. You know what I mean? I think I'm almost, I'm feeling a vibe inside because, you know, when, when I hear, and I don't, and I, and this is the first time, but when I hear about, you know, the poor people suffering from sort of the isolation of the coronavirus, all I can say is this, you fucking try being a light worker at this time. You want to know what isolation is? That's isolation. Basically you're, you're somebody that's in the know that you've been moved across planets, that you move through timelines, that reality changes before your eyes, that the whole world is asleep and it's diverging.
And it's the most spectacular time in human history. And you could have such an amazing experience of it. But you can't wake anybody up. And the further it goes on, the more you get pushed out from family and friends and your life and everything else. You just get pushed on because you're not allowed to be there anymore. Your frequency is too high and you must leave. And I'm going to put one more link up and that's why I'm saying this. I stumbled on a song. I was looking for songs being played recently about the eye of the storm to see what artists are picking up on. I'm going to put three songs. Roger Hodgson, Naked in the Eye of the Storm. Another one called In the Eye of the Storm. And then one um, I just called to say I love you or I'm, I just to say goodbye or something by Lionel Richie or something. It was a song that kept popping up over and over again when I first woke up as though there would be a snap of the fingers change in reality and there would be no time to say goodbye. Anyway, I'm going to put these links up. I hope I don't forget any. Take care, sunny love, and uh, enjoy the feeling of surrender. We have done what we needed to do. Now we need to hold balance and we need to handle the purge. Sit with the crap, allow yourself to go through it so that you can expand. Allow your focus of consciousness to be aware of the shit that you're feeling. Allow it to do what it does naturally through the process of physics and energy and allow the expansion to occur. Allow yourself to rise up into a higher potential, higher frequency so that you can begin to see the opportunities that are waiting for us in those higher frequencies outside of the problem of timelines. And Life 2.0 must be coming up fairly soon. Stay in the eye of the storm, and I'll talk to you later.